Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Look, there's an election coming. And my guess is, this isn't a particularly difficult call to make, but it'll happen in 2021. The only thing that could derail it, as far as the liberals are concerned, is if the vaccine rollout doesn't get any better. Now, Dr. Bogosh told us in the last hour that he expects millions of doses of vaccine to be arriving very quickly and millions of doses of vaccine going into Canadian arms through the summer. And if that happens, then you can be sure there'll be a federal election. The budget's coming on the 19th of April. That's going to play into it. And the Conservatives just have to have to find the territory for them because the Liberals are going to consider their budget and vaccine rollout to be probably their best opportunity for an election to be engineered. Now, so I've looked at five issues, or identified five issues, and it wasn't rocket science either, but five issues which I think should play a leading role in impacting the final result of the upcoming federal election. And I asked my friend Daryl Bricker, president and CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs. They do a great deal of polling for Global News. I asked Daryl if you come on the program and talk to us about these particular five issues and how they might play into the uh, in, into the uh, overall mosaic of an election. Daryl, thank you very much for taking the time. And would you agree with the premise that uh, the sort of the scenario I've put together about how and when an election in 2021 might take place? Yeah, they, the liberals certainly look like they're trying pretty hard to engineer something, but uh, the mechanics of actually pulling one off uh, may not be as easy as it is under normal circumstances. Is that because of uh, opposition parties not being willing to head into an election, or is it something else? Well, there's a, a few things that have to happen. So the first thing is that the, 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 if, if we go through the normal way of doing these kinds of things, the, the obvious uh, confidence motion that will be coming forward is the confidence associated with the budget. Right. And if uh, the one, actually all three of the major opposition parties vote against the government, then the government will fall. Uh, but all that has to happen is one of the opposition parties, and we see that the NDP is probably uh, the most likely to do this, uh, would vote for the uh, vote for the budget, even if they object to certain elements because they feel that it's not time to have an election. And at that point, uh, the the uh, the uh, budget uh, would pass the House, and uh, um, there wouldn't be cause to have an election. Uh, so at that point, what would have to happen is that the uh, the Liberals would have to find another reason for uh, deciding to go visit the Governor General yeah. and to cause an election to happen, which, by the way, would cause them to to break, require them to break the uh, the Canada Election Act, which means that uh, you're not supposed to have one until you're defeated until four years after the last time that you were elected. So uh, breaking the Canada Elections Act, if we're still in the midst of a pandemic and if uh, there's a certain amount of, of um of uh, doubt about the ability to hold a secure election. I mean, all you have to do is take a look at what happened in Newfoundland. Mm -hmm. um, that, uh, there's all sorts of imponderables in this. So uh, while I hear a, you know, a fair amount of punditry go on about, oh, we're going to call an election, it's not quite that simple. So there's my a lot of, lot of things going on here. Yeah, my, my gut is telling me if the opportunity to win exists and you have a minority government which was elected with the lowest popular vote, 
uh, in the history of Canada, as far as winning elections is concerned, you're going to do whatever you have to do to get into the election campaign. And I just see that happening. That's just my gut telling me that. I'm not so sure the Conservatives want an election right now because I don't think I don't think they're ready. But uh, we'll be talking to Mr. O'Toole about that tomorrow. Daryl, the five issues that I looked at, that sure. I ran by you, sent you an email. Thank you for doing this, by the way. Uh, uh, tell me where these fit into public thinking and public consciousness when it comes time to vote. Let's start with the pandemic. Uh, the most important issue facing the country today. It's the thing that everybody's focused on. Uh, the daily news about the pandemic is like an, uh, you know, an emergency broadcast. We're planning our lives and our futures based on everything that's associated with this. So whether it's uh, the number of cases or whether it's the number of uh, people being vaccinated, uh, those numbers are really being uh, uh, consumed by the public every day and their optimism and pessimism goes up uh, or down depending on those numbers. So it will be at the top of the list, no doubt. Okay. And do we have a memory for what's happened in the last year over the pandemic or is it short-term memory? Uh, I actually do think that we'll have a memory. And and the, the thing that's difficult to assess with the government right now is as if we're going out of this, and I would assume that if we're going to be having an election, we will be coming out of this and there'll be some positive momentum in terms of both uh, the number of cases going down and the number of people being vaccinated and things opening up again, whether the public is going to be feeling gratitude or relief. Uh, if they're feeling gratitude, well, then they're probably going to re- uh, reward the government. Relief, who knows how that one goes. Yeah. So the vaccine rollout, how does that play into the public consciousness during an election campaign? If it's not going well, or not going as well as the Liberals wanted, you know that the opposition parties would really make it a focus point for them. Yeah, it's the real wild card in all of this, Roy. Uh, uh, you know, the government has one version of how vaccines are going. Uh, the provincial governments have another version yes, of how vaccines are going, and sort of the opposition parties. So it's not like there's unanimity on exactly how this how it is going at the moment. And uh, there are imponderables. I mean, you know, what's going on in the European Union right now? Uh, decisions that they've made, for example, about uh, uh, um, four months between first doses of vaccines and what the effect of that is going to be. There's there's enough wild cards in here uh, that even with a bit of positive momentum in the numbers. Uh, there still is uh, some potential pitfalls. So where does now climate change and the carbon tax fit into the equation? On April the 1st, the next installment of the carbon tax goes into effect and prices will climb. We'll see that. And then the argument of the government is, well, look, you'll you'll get the rebate. But how will that factor into the election? How much of an issue would those two be climate change and carbon tax? Well, the reason that climate change becomes a really big issue in the campaign, there's a few reasons for it, or potentially a big issue in the campaign, is first of all, the people who are going to be deciding uh, how this election is going to turn out are the people who live in the suburbs who disproportionately commute by automobile. Uh, So if they see that this is a tax that's specifically targeted at them and that their cost of commuting is going to be going up, uh, then the potential for them to be upset by what's going on here is, uh, is, is definitely in the wind. But Really, both the Conservatives and the people who are on the other side of this issue, uh, uh, particularly the Liberal Party, have kind of not quite got this figured out in terms of public opinion. So for the Conservatives, they can say that they're opposed to a carbon tax. But on the other side of this, what the public is he- public is hearing from them is they're, they're denying that climate is an issue. That's certainly the vo- motion that was voted on in the... Um, uh, in the, uh, uh, at the convention last week, suggests, well, the public's not there. 
the public does think that there's a big issue. They do have some issues with a carbon tax, but they would have bigger issues with a party that denies that carbon uh, is, is an important issue and that climate change is an important issue. So they're not quite on public opinion. The Liberals, on the other hand, they interpret the fact that the public cares about climate as overwhelming support for the carbon tax. And anybody who's done any research on this, and we certainly have, have known that there's a lot of concern about the impact of a potential carbon tax, particularly if people think that they're going to be paying them, paying it themselves. It's, yeah. it's always the same on taxes, Roy, which is, yeah, I like a tax as long as I'm not paying Exactly. Oh, well, absolutely. I support the issue of climate change. And the carbon tax is fine. What? I have to pay? No, don't think yeah. so. And okay. that's when it gets difficult. That's when it gets difficult. Yeah, absolutely. So where does the national debt and the deficit, uh, we've never seen a deficit like we saw in 2020 or well in 2021, extenuating circumstances, the pandemic. Where does that fit into the national consciousness during an election campaign? Well, it remains a fairly big issue, especially for conservative voters. So when you go through the, you know, the most important issues facing the country today, uh, what you'll find is that you start running into issues like taxes, debt, you know, economic type things right near the top of the list. And you can't spend a generation telling the public that an increasing deficit and an increasing national debt is a bad thing to all of a sudden have them start thinking that it's a good thing. Now, they recognize that uh, we're in the midst of a pandemic. They recognize that the, you know, these, these uh, circumstances are requiring more investment by governments than we've seen any time probably since the end of the uh, of this uh, or since the, the second world war so they recognize that we're in an emergency situation but it's an emergency situation it's not a new normal okay federal so, budget oh sorry go ahead go ahead so it's not a new normal so uh, you've got one side of the equation saying best chance and an opportunity to take what we learned during the pandemic and use it to solve every other problem. And then we've got the, uh, you know, the conservatives potentially saying, yeah, maybe we needed to do it for the pandemic, but you guys don't have a stop button. So we're going to fight you on that. And finally, the federal budget. Where does that fit? Well, you know, we get back to this, uh, you know, the, uh, the green reset or the, you know, uh, the best time in a generation to be able to address a whole series of, of problems, everything from climate change to, to you know, uh, inequality to health, you know, long-term care issues to all sorts of things. So you've got one side of the equation saying, hey, we now's the time to take this stuff on. And since we're spending a whole lot already, why don't we spend a whole lot more and make the world a better place? And then you've got the other side saying, well, you know, actually we we really can't afford this. So we recognize that emergency spending is a reasonable thing. And I really do have a problem with a higher deficit, or I really do have a problem with debt going up. And I really worry about what the, the economic impact is going to be on me. So you're going to have, to have these two sides facing off as we go through the budget. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.